Hey everyone, my name is Zachary, and you're listening to the Worn Shoes Podcast, the show that looks at people living around the world and the extraordinary in their everyday lives. In this episode, I interview Ismael, who grew up in Mexico and moved to the United States for high school and college. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Worn Shoes. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thank you for um, the invite. Yeah, no worries. I'm excited, excited to have you on and to get into our chat. Yeah, just to start off, would you be willing to tell me where do you consider to be home and where you grew up and where you're at right now? Yeah, well, that's a tricky question because home, home is such a intricate concept. Mm-hmm. But I would say, like, well, that's that's what comes to mind when I think about, like, or when someone asks where's home for you. Because, like, I've, I haven't moved a lot like in the big spectrum of things yeah but i've never like it within my country i've moved a little bit so i've never had like a but i guess i would call home mexico yeah but within mexico i wouldn't have like a place where i'm like this is where i've lived my whole life uh, just because of how my parents my dad's a pastor and he has moved to different churches so i've i've mainly grown up in northern mexico um, in northern mexico yeah okay that's awesome. And so you were in Mexico for your whole life and just kind of traveling around yeah. different parts. So I was in Mexico until I was 15. And then I, that's when I moved to the U.S. to study high school at age 15. So you came back to study high school. What high school did you go to? Yeah, I went to a high school called Presbyterian Pan American in mm-hmm. Kingsville in the state of Texas. Okay. Yep, boarding school and Yep. So what was it like growing up in Mexico? And I assume that you guys traveled around for your dad to pastor at different churches. Is that? Yeah. So we were in the place that I grew up. I was there from like three to 15. And then they moved around a little bit to different towns in a different state. But yeah, growing up was mainly traveling down because my family is from Southern Mexico. Okay. And it was mostly like traveling down to visit them and but yeah, where we, where I spent most of my childhood, it never felt like the place where we we're from and just felt like the place where we lived and mm. like we, yeah. So you lived in Northern Mexico mm-hmm. from three to 15, but your family was in Southern Mexico? Well, yeah, like my extended family is all in Southern Mexico and it was just like my mom, dad, and, and my brother living in Northern Mexico and Northern Mexico has different a different culture compared to southern mexico so it was always kind of like well we were just here and we have our own way of doing things for different food i don't know different more true yeah, yeah yeah i mean can you tell me a little bit more about that like the differences between uh, southern and northern mexico or how you experience yeah. that well uh, i guess just the uh, difference in food like they do different type of tortillas instead of like most people in the south they do corn and in the north mm. they they tend to do more like flour and even yeah. the type of beans that use to make refried beans and just more variety of food in southern mexico compared to northern and mm. where we were at that's like a border town okay and i i've heard this from different like people but like border towns are always kind of rough like they to me growing up it didn't feel like they had a sense of identity or cultural, the same cultural richness as like, as you go deeper into Mexico, just because it's a lot of like transitionary people, like yeah. people that like go and try to like cross to the US and they didn't like they don't make it and like right. they just like stay behind or a lot yeah. of like people from other countries that like got stuck in Mexico. So there's there's a lot of like 
transitionary kind of lifestyle in there. So like, I never met the people were, that were like, well, we've been here for like 500 years and like we founded this town. Like it, it never felt like there was a sense of like belonging or identity. It just felt kind of like, like- It's like an in-between space. Yeah, it just felt like, mm. like a like a literal, like the wall where people like- Right, just yeah. Like come, and, come to an end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, so the town that you lived in just felt like it was just constantly people shifting in, yeah. in and out, trying to cross the border and... Yeah, it felt like people were, people came and came and go and went. Um, and then, I mean, the people, I guess I, I met people that were there, but it, it never felt like people had lived there and I guess their parents lived there, but it never felt like, like this is, we, we've been here for a, a while or a long yeah. time. Yeah, no, that's interesting that it doesn't have like as much of a cultural identity as mm -hmm. it felt like your family in Southern Mexico. So as a kid growing up in like this town that was like really transitory, just like with friendships mm -hmm. and just hobbies. And was that, what was that kind of, kind of like? Yeah, I was, I've always been kind of a, an introvert mm -hmm. more than an extrovert. Yeah. So I didn't really try to go out there and be out there and do all the things and Plus the the church where uh, where we grew up, it was pretty small, mm -hmm. so there weren't a lot of young people. Um, yeah. But I guess mostly uh, it didn't really bother me that as much. Yeah. It bothered me more like the fact of knowing knowing that I was growing up away from my family. Mm. But then, like I guess, like then you you realize like the people that you have around and someone's you're called to, I don't yeah. know, do community with and love. But yeah, yeah I I didn't really think about friendships or like that didn't really bother me until like maybe growing up and maturing and like thinking about friendships and yeah maybe college and adulthood yeah no that's interesting and with how often did you guys get to go back and visit i mean you're just talking about yeah. being sad growing up away mm -hmm. from family how often do you get to go back and visit them and yeah we would try to go once a year during the okay. summer yeah and kind of go to my mom's side of the family and then my dad's side of the family. Okay. Um, what did you guys normally do when you, you know, for that summer? Yeah, we would get ready to spend about two weeks uh, visiting them. And then we would just like get on our car and travel for like one or two days and then yeah, be with our family eating and I don't know, just doing life. <laughs> yeah, just doing life together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So I want to, yeah, I want to move into, you talked about going, going to school and I forget the name of this town uh, in Texas. Yeah, Pan American School. Okay. In and, Kingsville. In Kingsville, Texas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Was that kind of, was that a decision that your parents made or you guys together or something you wanted to do? What was? I guess it was more of a decision that was made together. I always knew, so where I grew up, we were in the smaller church and there was like a bigger church where a lot of people had gone to this high school. Okay. So it was always kind of, we always had it in our mind and I knew it was kind of like an option. Yeah. So when the time came, we, I just kind of like, was like, yeah, I, I want to do this and why not just experience something different and try go to a different country, learn a language. So yeah. So, and then, and then my dad, I guess he was never opposed to it and he liked the idea of sending me to that school but yeah so yeah. when i finished middle school then i applied and things worked out so yeah i assume your primary language is spanish mm -hmm. at that point in your life did you know english coming to the states or had you ever been to the states <clears throat> before 
No, I had I hadn't been to the state. So the the first time I when I came to the U.S. was like the first day of that we were supposed to go to the school. Mm-hmm. So that was the first the first day I came. But yeah, I didn't know much English, so I guess I would say maybe like not even ten percent of English, just like numbers, colors, and basics. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I threw myself in there, and then it's, and a lot of people I go to that high school they go there to learn English. Okay. I would say that maybe ninety percent of the students were from Mexico, there to learn English or, yeah, just get a different education. Uh, but yeah, learn. Yeah. So you said you, you know like colors and and a few words and yeah. you just moved to the states when you're fifteen. So yeah. it was a boarding school. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the experience of going to a boarding school. Yeah, moving away from your family and to yeah. learn a new language. Yeah. At the time, it didn't seem super weird or odd, but now thinking back on it, I, I fifteen is really young age to like yeah. be on your on your own. But yeah. I guess um, we did it, and mm-hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was it was a good experience. Yeah. What I remember from that like first semester or first mm-hmm. year in general, that experience was kind of rough because mm-hmm. the high like. I was expecting a different kind of experience than what I got. Yeah. Uh, but that was mainly because of, uh, I guess, both cultural shock and also kind of like a religious religious uh, shock. Yeah. From uh, like the differences. Because like even, even within the U.S., there's like different, like how Christianity can be lived out in different ways. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a little different from what I grew up in, like how you think about Christianity. So yeah, I had kind of both uh, a cultural and religious religious uh, shock, but yeah, that first year, that first semester was hard trying to learn English and trying to get used to the the culture and way that things are done and like yeah. how how the the system, the educational system was different and mm. yeah, just yeah, I guess just learning the language and not knowing what to yeah, like a, a class is not knowing what what was being asked of me or what what the homework was about yeah it was a little hard but the the reading in english teacher was really she was she was there for a reason and she knew how to teach people That's english awesome. and yeah uh, but yeah the food was different and yeah i know yeah that's really interesting thanks for sharing i was you you mentioned a religious <clears throat> and cultural shock and i, yeah. I want to ask you about both mm-hmm. of those but maybe we could start with the cultural shock mm-hmm. what were some of the the biggest fact factors in that and what impacted you the most yeah i guess just the different so the two main things that made it really stand out were like difference in food so nothing like that i guess and also like school systems serve a different type of food mm-hmm. than what you would have at at a typical u.s home but i guess just the different kind of diet that you would be used to food being typically more cold like serve cold instead yeah. of warm and you of course you don't have your tortillas all the time and yeah but yeah just the different food i remember the first thing so we arrived a little late because my we were closing so my dad's pastoring a church and we were closing a vbs okay. and it was like oh i'll be fine too even then like that's a difference how how my family would go about things and how hmm. how you think uh, like even yeah even us being like oh we'll be fine to go go late or like right just, yeah they'll understand but like no like they 
you just arrive and like there's no one waiting for you and like mm. first thing you get served is like a cold sandwich and you're like this is not a welcome yeah no that's <laughs> like not. but i at the time yeah. i didn't realize that that was like a cultural thing yeah like you, you i guess i don't know you expect different things but yeah food being different and like th the second thing would be like how people relate yeah uh and just learning how to like all those like social cues of like when to uh, i don't know how you should say things or uh, how you should behave or uh is that like yeah no, I'm, i'm curious what you mean by that do you like the tone or like yeah tone, when to say things tone yeah. and like how how people relate to each other in the space like mm. the personal space but uh yeah just it'll be hard to pinpoint but just um learning those things to go a little bit and how to relate to your yeah professors teachers and hmm. yeah yeah no that yeah that that's interesting with kind of the 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 whole welcome thing and you know no one being yeah. there to greet you <clears throat> and being served a cold sandwich it, yeah with you know in the sphere of you know mexican culture north and south is hospitality <clears throat> something that's that's really big or important i, th or? I think so because i mean from what i've From the way I perceive things uh, in Mexico, they really like being hospitable. Like, just like if you're gonna come home and visit, they're gonna probably cook a big meal and like yeah. eat her and ready to greet you and welcome you and like here come and eat even though you may be full or even though you may not want to eat, they're gonna make you yeah. <laughs> eat something. But yeah, always, I guess a way that they should ho show hospitality is by providing food for you and yeah. like, uh, just being there and available when when you arrive yeah and you mentioned <laughs> you know it being being hot and you know mm -hmm. having tortillas is kind of yeah. a staple is mm -hmm. like and that the kind of feeling the absence of that <laughs> yeah and then yeah and so you mentioned re religious shock i yeah I've, i haven't heard someone describe that so yeah can you yeah so in mexico that? there's mainly one well there's there's different um denominations just as you would yeah. have in the u.s like baptist vegetarian pentecostal the main kind of tradition that is found in mexico is the catholic tradition mm -hmm. but uh, in mexico the way protestants relate to catholics is a little different because i always grew up never thinking like oh we we share the same faith or like the same type of it it always seemed like oh the catholics and then like oh, we are christians okay. yeah they are catholics so, it's so all, the, the differentiation uh, between christian and catholic is like catholics uh, aren't really considered christian or not in the same like not in the yeah. way that most protestants think of themselves interesting because yeah. um but that's that's different but like i guess what i was trying to like maybe describe was like i didn't so here you have the the you you hear have you see more of a difference between like liberal and like oh what's the the other spectrum huh conservative, conservative yeah christianity so you mm -hmm. have those like very sharp in one end and or very yeah. sharp on the other end right and anything and everything in between you yeah. can see in the u.s in mexico i didn't see that as much like most most mm -hmm. of the um i would say most of what you would call the evangelical branch of the church mm -hmm. they're mostly very conservative okay. so growing up i only knew one branch of the presbyterian church and i wasn't so when i came to the u.s i was not aware of like pcusa and pca yeah and like opc and mm -hmm. rpc and i don't know however many are there uh, yeah, I'm, yeah <laughs> named a couple of things But, uh, i wasn't familiar with the yeah so the high school i went to was is affiliated with the pcusa so that okay. was a learning experience for me and like yeah. 
I've I've learned more than I know. Like even like ten usually you tend as a P, you tend to think of the PCUSA as the liberal right. branch of the sure. church. But not I have a I think that there's like there might be still faithful churches within the PCUSA. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. as within the PCA might be churches that kind of just live by the the rules and not really yeah. by faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah. So it's been a learning. So, but at the time that was hard to make sense of, because like, mm. just like <clears throat> different things, like with how you approach alcohol and how you approach dances and like, how do you approach women uh, being uh, chaplains or pastors? Yeah. So just kind of like thinking through those things and I don't know, kind of like having a faith crisis, I suppose, or I don't know, just kind of like, what is this? Yeah. Different thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> having somewhat of a, of a faith crisis coming here mm-hmm. and just seeing that Christianity or, you know, the church mm-hmm. is just kind of being lived out in a very different way. But yeah. Th- no, thanks for sharing mm-hmm. that. Can you tell me yeah, a little bit about high school? And, and I mean, yeah, if there's parts of, you know, the faith crisis and kind of dealing mm-hmm. with that and then working through high school <clears throat> and then. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That was difficult to work through, but thankfully I kind of, uh, I guess that gave me an opportunity, a chance to own my faith. Mm. Up to that point, it was like, oh, you're with your family. And right. I guess this is what you do. And, mm-hmm. But then at, at that point, was, that's when I was like, okay, this looks different. And they may do things that I don't, I don't, I may not agree with, or like, I yeah. don't, like maybe they should be doing things better. Yeah. But like, that's when I had a chance to like ask myself, do I really care about this? Or do mm. I, do I believe that this is true and this is real and that applies to me? Yeah. Or like the fact that things are different, what does that teach me about God and the gospel? And like, yeah, how, how should I be thinking about these things? Yeah. But I, I think that that was a chance for me to like grow up and like mature and like think through, like thinking through difficult things helps you yeah. to uh, have a better perspective on life. And mm. I guess, Form your own theologies of whatever you name it. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it gave me a chance to own my faith and yeah, think through things. And I, I, I definitely think that there there were things that they could have done because what I was expecting. So what I got from my college experience. Yeah, I think that's what I was kind of expecting when I when I went to high school. Okay, uh, but I think like they they didn't really mesh well the spiritual and the academic parts there was just like here's your uh, here's your bible class and like mm-hmm. it's just there and like then and then the rest doesn't really apply like it, it's just kind of like right. you have your faith and like well now you're out of the you're out of the bible class and you just keep doing math and like it, it, it didn't it didn't to me it didn't feel like faith was an important role it, it just kind of like well we have bible class and we're a we're a presbyterian high school but that's about it. That's like, about, yeah. 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 And just, just so we know, what, where did you end up going to college after? Yeah. yeah so Covenant College on uh, Lookout Mountain, Georgia. Same kind of, well, also a Presbyterian mm-hmm. uh, affiliated college, but in a different denomination when you would uh, uh, think of us more of a conservative branch of mm-hmm. the Presbyterian Church. But yeah, that's. that's and right. how did you end up there kind of finishing up high school and. Um, yeah. yeah so did high school in texas but then this guy from st louis missouri had um he had started doing uh 
ministry with my church with my dad mm -hmm. and he 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 is from like a reformed baptist tradition when i was gonna go to high school he was like what where are you in what school is it covenant and that's the first the first time i heard about covenant mm -hmm. college and i always had it on my mind and yeah when the time came to apply to high school to college i applied to covenant to school in texas is in a school in missouri mm -hmm. and it just worked out that covenant yeah the one that's awesome yeah and so going yeah leaving leaving high school and going to covenant and even you know coming from mexico and going to, to high school how were you able to build and find community kind of away away from your family and yeah how did you mm -hmm. find uh, your community or, or build community um yeah in high school, I guess it was mostly with um, my classmates. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's just imagine yourself with two hundred other yeah. high schoolers. And, mm -hmm. But I, I made a, a really good friend from Mexico, and uh, yeah, he he was mainly the one who I would like just spend time, do homework, and yeah, just goof around. And yeah, it was yeah. it was a great gift to have mm -hmm. him, and he it was a good year time mm -hmm. in high school but the, yeah that was about i guess that was about it because mostly just with the people and your teachers and yeah just yeah yeah so just 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 classmates and, and yeah i assume at at college was it mostly with your kind of roommates and dorm mates or did you yeah. find stuff outside of that so yeah during college mostly my my roommates and then home. there were so in college there was a lot more freedom to just go out and as opposed to high school because you're i mean you're on right. age and stuff yeah but i guess and yeah and just being able to do community with your church and go visit churches and uh, thankfully i found a good church and yeah just mostly yeah mostly roommates and yeah and so, so yeah being in in high school and college you, you mind telling me a little bit about yeah what are some of some of the things that you just like to do in your free time or, or hobbies that you had mm -hmm. maybe during childhood and you know that you have now and has anything carried over or, mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah so i would uh say maybe cooking reading and i did um uh, so i guess most kids either do sports or arts mm -hmm. and i guess uh, growing up i like doing arts better so took violin lessons growing up so I guess that was, that was one of my hobbies or activity I did. So playing violin and just enjoying time with friends and chilling and relaxing. Yeah. What are what are some of the things that you like to cook? What's your favorite thing? Various things, but I usually like cooking or baking something that I know will be yummy. Hmm. I've yep. <laughs> I've done croissants in the past, which mm -hmm. was a, a big endeavor. Yeah because they take a long time. But yeah, just anything that will be kind of like challenging and like that I know will be yummy at the end. Yeah. Uh, do you do you tend to <clears throat> lean more towards cooking or baking? Because I, I found uh -huh. I love baking more because it's really satisfying to like measure things mm -hmm. out and then have <clears throat> something nice come out. But I know, you know, other people enjoy, you know, cooking yeah. more, but. Um, I don't think I have a preference, mm -hmm. but um. I guess baking might be more fun because it might be more, yeah, it's more of a involved and yeah, I guess more things could go wrong maybe, mm. but I don't know. So maybe there's, you know, it's, it's more difficult. It feel it feels more like going into a lab than like cooking. 
okay yeah right and so mm-hmm. so yeah what speaking of labs i mean <laughs> I, I know that you <laughs> currently work in a lab but yeah mm-hmm. you tell me yeah what you studied at covenant and and, and what you're doing now and yeah, yeah so i did chemistry at covenant and then i'm currently working as a lab uh lab chemist and uh, one of the companies here in town mm-hmm. uh but yeah so i guess baking it, it's more like going into a lab and measuring things out and making sure yeah. that your dough rises or whatever needs to happen <laughs> happen so it yeah. in that way it's more of a it feels more like a lab or you might need to use more of your lab skills um, yeah and so st- studying <clears throat> chemistry was there you know what kind of pushed you towards that and made you want to study that or um mm-hmm. yeah uh, not sure but i i always was fascinated by science yeah and when I think about it, I, I may have chosen chemistry because I like knowing or understanding things like of whatever happens in my life. Like I fell, I slipped. Like, why did I fall? Why did I like just knowing the yeah. reasons behind why do we have to sleep? Why do we get up? Why do we need rest? Why do I need to eat a varied diet and not just eat Cheetos all the time? Like, <laughs> why would that like? And yeah. I, to me, it seemed like chemistry gave me the best tool to kind of go about life. And it was the best tool that would provide answers for me. Why do the falls turn red, yellow and fall? Yeah. And why do they fall? And like, just like I, to me, it seemed like chemistry provided the best tool to make sense of the world. And do you, do you feel like studying chemistry and becoming a chemistry has provided you with, with answers? Uh, I think so in some sense. Yeah. But also I think like, because growing up or like when I was younger, I would think like, oh, this is the only way about going life. And if mm-hmm. you don't, if you don't choose science and like, who are you? Like, mm-hmm. why, why would you choose to study English or like literature? Because <laughs> I, I see, yeah. I thought of that as a silly or like, why would someone want to spend mm-hmm. their lives studying po- like poems or like, yeah. to me, that seemed kind of silly, but thinking everything that I learned in college and like just the experiences and like getting to know other people, like I've realized that like there's different ways of approaching the world mm. and uh, science or like chemistry is not the only or the, the only thing that like makes sense. Like you, yeah. there's different tools, different things in which, which help you make sense of the world and your experience. And yeah, I've learned that to not be as, yeah, no, that's awesome. You, you mentioned a couple different things, you know, why, why we need sleep, why the yeah. leaves change color. Mm-hmm. What, what is probably the, what would, what's like the most fun mm-hmm. chemistry answer thing that you, you found or one, one that you really enjoy? I don't know. There's, I wouldn't, nothing comes to mind right now, but just like the little things that you're able to explain with chemistry. Like I, I was talking to some people not too long ago and like we were talking about beavers and like <laughs> why they're good uh, good for the ecosystems yeah and i just mentioned like and they smell like vanilla because mm-hmm. i think they their uh, glands their i think their their poop smells like vanilla or they have yeah. some glands that make make their poop uh, smell like vanilla <laughs> and you can just explain that by like looking at the compounds that those glands wow. secrete and how yeah. they're similar to like the the vanilla that yeah that you might get for cooking and like it just makes sense like two compounds that are similar they they get perceived the same way in your nose by the receptors and it's just funny and like yeah like just like little things like that that you might like okay why does this 
look that way or why mm-hmm. is, does this smell that way? And you're like, oh, like you look it up and look at the compound or why does ibuprofen help with my headache? Yeah. Like just look up the compound, see what it does in your body and like it makes sense. And does, does, does <clears throat> looking at the compounds and, and the chemistry, does that kind of, yeah, that's interesting. Just kind of you talking about like that providing answers to your life. Do you feel like that provides some aspect of security just the knowledge and understanding of how i think so yeah because knowing knowing the mechanisms and the reasons for why things are the way they are it provides some kind of safety or like just knowing okay like now i can rest i cannot now i know why i take ibuprofen when i get a headache Hmm. and i don't i don't just in my perspective i don't just blindly take something and let it work yeah. But you can, I mean, you can always dig deeper and like, mm. you might never see the end of the tunnel if you want to see like, <laughs> why do we have receptors? Right. And why do these compounds act this way? Or like, you can just go on and on and on. But, yeah, that's <clears> awesome. <throat> but yeah, how, how have you integrated, you know, the culture? <clears throat> I mean, you growing up in northern Mexico, and then your family being from southern Mexico, how have you found ways to, you know, live that out or not live that that culture out kind of living here in the united states yeah definitely um that's a a good question uh, it's always you never know if you're doing it right or if you're doing it wrong Mm. if like but yeah i guess that's something i think about often but like how do i because because i've been here for about 10 years now and like yeah how do i how should I think about me growing up in Mexico and me calling myself a Mexican while living in the U.S. and like, yeah, that of course gives me a different perspective than people that haven't grown up in different cultures or different countries yeah. that they may not have may not have. So that's something that I need to think about and steward it well, and um, not just forget about it. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I don't know, just little things with like. I guess influencing the, the people around me and like challenge them to try new things or think of their lives or experiences in different ways or uh, how they can relate to maybe Hispanic people uh, mm-hmm. in town or like things that they might not know about them or or things that the Hispanic people might not know about the people from here and yeah. trying to to be of help to them but yeah try new foods new flavors new, new uh, ways of thinking and but yeah the church uh that i'm in it, it's a, it has a good mission of reaching out to the hispanic people so i get to yeah. speak spanish there and translate for people that's awesome but yeah just not forgetting about uh, my culture and keep uh cooking things from my country <laughs> and yeah to not yeah, to, to think of the differences and not kind of like dismiss one or the other or think of one as better than the other, but just to kind of like see why they're different and how can I, how can those perspectives give me a better understanding of my my experience right now? Yeah. Um, and the values that we have and just, yeah. Yeah, no, you, uh, you mentioned helping people to understand how, how to relate. Um, to his Hispanic people better mm-hmm. if there is, you know, if there's one, I mean, it doesn't just need to be one, <laughs> say how, however much you want, but you know, what, what would you say is kind of a, a, a big thing, you know, that maybe Americans 
or American mm-hmm. general kind of kind of misses with relating to Hispanic people. It's, I guess something that would be very helpful with either being here or visiting uh, countries in Latin America would be like maybe the big emphasis of on per, like relationality when you go like yeah when you meet someone and it's not just about uh, getting things done and like because uh, this this is how we approach life here in the U.S. Yeah. like we we go somewhere we get it done and it's done and like <laughs> it's less and yeah. some that i've noticed and it's it's hard for me because i'm i'm wired so i grew up in this culture but i feel like growing up i i was always kind of in conflict with mm. how my family and the people around me did things because yeah. i'm i'm more wired my default of doing things is more wired to how like people in countries like us or japan or europe might mm-hmm. do things so I was always frustrated growing up, but that's that's something I've had to learn. Like yeah. the the relationality of uh, how we interact with people. Like you might be late uh, to something, but like mm-hmm. that's because you spend I don't know twenty half an hour more minutes trying to not make this person upset, or like you were yeah. you were cut up with yeah. something. Like it's it's just like thinking of those things makes me understand why we were always late, or why do people never care yeah. about time back home. And like, mm. just, yeah, just, I would say understanding that the people, how people relate in Hispanic countries might be more, there might be more of a relational aspect to it than you might have here in the U.S. Um, mm. And that that's fine. Yeah. For, for, for both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. It's helpful. Awesome. Is- Ismael, thanks mm-hmm. for being on the Worn Shoes podcast. I appreciate it. And yeah is there anything anything you'd like to say or <laughs> just keep having uh fun and exploring the world <laughs> thanks yeah. all right thank you for listening to my conversation with ismail i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode if you did i encourage you to check us out on instagram at worn shoes podcast and to share this episode with your friends and family our next episode will be released at the end of january and will be taking us to france so be sure to check that out Music is done by Julian Laurie on Spotify and cover art was done by Josh Platts. If you have an international story or experience that you would like to share or know someone who does, please reach out to us at warnshoespodcast at gmail.com or at warnshoespodcast on Instagram. I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you all for your continued support and tune in next time at Warn Shoes.